Welcome to Just Winging It. <laughs> That's um, the worst intro you've done yet. The worst ever. What up, winglets? I'm John Abdullah. I don't know what the fuck I am. Who are you? I don't know. <laughs> I you don't, don't know, I know anymore? It it's just been gone. I it's, think it's I'm, disappeared. I think I'm Patrick Green, but I'm not going to. Don't hold me to it. All right. How you been? Um, pretty good. You know? I'm feeling great, actually. You, you know, do seem like you're feeling great. You seem well, rejuvenated. I am rejuvenated. You know how when kids, after they get sick, like, I don't know if you've noticed this, but the day or two after they're sick and when they're finally feeling better, they're like so good, mm-hmm. you know, because they just, all of a sudden they feel great again. They rebound more quickly than we do. I well, think, for too. sure they do. Do you notice that? Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, and also I've noticed now, I can appreciate that they experience pain like, it, it must be so much more subdued, you know? Because I, I felt bad when Grace had strep and then the um, hand, foot, and mouth, and uh-huh. she certainly was in pain. But, like, once I felt the pain, you yes. know, I thought of myself, I'm like, holy shit. I had the same She, she dealt with this that whole time? Uh, when when we had the crazy stomach stuff going on, I, I was Jude was, like, still... He was very sick. He had, like, 135-degree fever. Yeah. He was barfing and <laughs> shitting on me and all that stuff. So he was evincing all these very clear signs that he was in distress. But he was also like, can we go, like, play outside? Like, I want to go right. play... I want to play Rayman. I'm like, Jude, I can't even lift my head up right now. Yeah, and I've been thinking about this with teething, too, because that's supposed to be incredibly painful. Can you imagine? Can you imagine, like, breaking fucking, through your skin? Right? It's a night. That's an American werewolf in London nightmare. Yeah, exactly. That and that's... So Luke's going through that now, and he's like... Happy, he's totally fine. You know, occasionally it'll be like a little wine. But it's literally or a bone erupting through yeah. soft tissue. We wouldn't even be able to handle it as adults. No, no, we would just die. <laughs> I, 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 I've thought about that before about how horrifying yeah. that would be to go through it again. <laughs> to just like all oh, of a sudden, what, what if we had a third stage of they tooth didn't deal loss? with that in Benjamin Button? I don't remember seeing anything about that. <laughs> 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 Can you imagine though, like if, if Those, we, that was that felt like a pretty accurate sound effect? For yeah, that, that's exactly for teeth growing. <laughs> um, like if, uh, if we had a third stage in life where yeah. we had like old people teeth that came in, and, like all of our adult teeth just fell out. That and would then be just horrible. These, like, terrible, what a like, horrible, soft, cruel thing to go through teeth. at uh. end of life. As if I you mean, don't have but, enough. Yeah, yeah, there already is a lot. We're already going through that. Like our telomeres are already shortening. What and the we're hell are already, telomeres? So I, I don't know how closely you follow oh, man, anti-aging science, but this is this is I, I you know what I don't know any anti-aging scientists who can call into the show, but if there happens to be somebody listening Please who can give us more of an explanation, fact check this. But basically, like all of our the, the things that happen as we get older and become increasingly senile and lose our sense of physicality and our ability to do things and yeah. regenerate muscles and all these the, the vocabulary. Week, yeah. It's because of the loss of telomeres, which are these little ends on chromosomes, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. Micah, you can correct me on this because you just took anatomy physiology. <laughs> um, but basically, it's like this thing that you can really isolate that deteriorates starting very, basically uh. right after you're done with puberty, like they start yeah. going downhill. And uh, these linkages like break apart and then gradually just kind of... So once they figure out how to stop those from breaking down, that's when we can finally live forever. And that's what this whole like anti-aging science That's right. I think I read in New Yorker about this, right? Yeah. A bunch of these like, well, I was going to say crazy people, but you know. But they're also a little crazy. There's good documentaries on this. Yeah, yeah they, they, they get pretty they crazy. They know what they're doing. They got the Methuselah stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're crazy. Anyway. The fountain of youth and all that. How was your um, weekend? Uh, I'm yeah, like I said, man, I'm doing good. Just like I'm, I feel like I am appreciating everything more. Just being able to go outside and just do stuff and not feel like shit. Not to be bogged Um, down. It helps a lot, yeah. And the kids are doing 
fantastic. You know, they're just like enjoying outdoors. And uh, Grace's new fave song, I should give us give an update on. I forget what episode it was where we talked about music, but Sabotage was one of her faves for a while. Right, right, right. Beastie Boys. And, uh, yeah, exactly. And now it's um, I'm, I'm a proud dad. It's it's currently where's my where is my mind by, by the Pixies. Pixies. Yeah. yeah, it's a great one. Um, though I will say that th- this is a tricky thing, uh, introducing kids to new music, because she loves it, and now, you know, yesterday I probably listened to the song like 15 times. It's a great song. Um, it's a great song, but if you overplay any song, it starts to get mm-hmm. great on you. Great, not great. Um, yeah, the opposite. You know what I mean. Yeah. So so you have to be careful with these things. You do. The most effective use of that song ever is the end of Fight Club, well, I gotta say. That's right? like the classic. I mean, that's what introduced the song to me. I don't think I'd ever heard it before that. Yeah, the Pixies were one of those bands that I had listened to intermittently because I knew they were so influential on bands that I like, like Radiohead and Nirvana. Right, and right. Like that because of the whole quiet, soft, quiet, loud dynamic uh, and all so these good, things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I would always kind of like listen a little bit to it and then kind of get, you know, not interested anymore. But I gotta say, the usage in Fight Club totally turned me on to the brilliance oh, of them and the juxtaposition so so, between the melodic and the and the sort of noise and yeah they're freaking well, great well apparently yeah. it's also great for kids they really she <laughs> yeah. has globbed onto it she just loves that song that's awesome and it's the best hearing her say and you, you, you play where's my mind <laughs> right right you showed her fight club that's oh of course she, yeah. she has to see it in context absolutely <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely um how are you doing I'm great. You're looking, we just got you're looking back good. From our, tan, uh, yeah, burned. or a little burnt. Even. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I'm always kind of writing that. it kindly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be tan tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> right now, it's still in the nuclear uh, waste phase. <laughs> no, we went to uh, Block Island for our anniversary. Oh, for nice. The, the That's time. right. Congrats. Yeah. Happy Thanks, anniversary. Six years. Yeah, six years. Yeah. yeah, and and we just passed our ten years of dating, which of course is nothing compared to you guys who have been together since the thirty-five the Mesozoic years, yeah. era. But I'm we, only thirty-two <laughs> years old, but thirty-five. Pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, we go there. We go to Block Island every year. It's just a great spot. Uh, it's a it's a really beautiful um, place, and it's close to where we got married, which is Narragansett, Rhode Island. Uh-huh. And so I have a little little story for you here. It's sort of funny from this weekend. So Narragansett, wait, you have a funny story? I know. Who would have thunk? <laughs> Who would have thunk? <laughs> Narragansett. Have you been there before? No, it's I haven't. It's a beautiful oceanfront. It's got a huge beach. It's it's on coastal Rhode Island, okay. and uh, it's just just gorgeous. I don't and think I've been there. It was I a, say it was I don't first think place. because I've done a bunch of work. I used to do a bunch of work for this documentary filmmaker in Rhode Island, and he had, and I had you know I just ended up in all these weird places I'd never Burns. been to. Um, yeah, his name was. I didn't want to get all you know. <laughs> Call him Kenny. I, I try to stay humble about all that, right. but uh, Kenny. Yeah, me and me and Kenny go way back. Me and Burns, um, not at all. So anyway. I may have been there, but keep going. Sorry. Well, it, well, I mean, Rhode Island is four miles long. Yeah, exactly. So if you've been to Rhode <laughs> you've Island, you've been probably there. been in Narragansett <laughs> before. But uh, it was our first date. It was on the beach there and all these things. And anyway, so so we got married there, and we found this amazing bed and breakfast called the Tower House, which is now defunct. So this is they can't sponsor Aww. us anymore. But um, when I proposed to Micah. I was looking for places to sort of stage all these things that were going to happen in the yeah. The I remember you telling the yeah, story. You know the yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this is when you, we first met really each other, basically. Lo- yeah, you'd planned yeah. this out thoroughly. I did, and I found this place called the Tower House, which huh? had just launched. They had just gotten this website, and the the woman who ran it became like a really good friend of ours through the years. She did this amazing job with the engagement, and then she also hosted our you know um, wow. the, the rehearsal Man, dinner bummer. for the wedding. So, and, so they haven't hadn't been around for a while long before they went under, huh? Well, she basically started it with this understanding with her husband that, like, this was her part of the adventure now, yeah. and she was going to run this thing. She did an amazing job, but, like, it was temporary, and then they were going to sell it and then move I on see, and I kind see. of do, like, his adventure and kind of take turns. They had a they're really great marriage wow. and gave us a lot of good advice. So, anyway, so so she was coming to the end of this, like, you know, seven-year period of running this place, and it was yeah. taking up all of her time. And she was like, no, I promised Chris that, like, you know, I would I would 
close shop on this and we move on to the next thing and we went into this knowing it was going to be intense but there was a time period at the end of it and wow that's blah, blah, pretty blah. cool yeah it was a great great idea anyway so this is all to say that this is the first time we've done this without the tower house being there so in the past when we've stayed there because we have this you know long history with them they reserve like the the best room for us yeah. it's this like incredible we have like a view of the beach there's a heart bed that vibrates <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, it vibrates all right <laughs> but she sets out roses for us and it's like champagne it's just like the most romantic Aww, thing that's ever that's so nice and finding whole, those like, bed and breakfasts too it makes such a difference right rather than especially just like if you the get commercial. to know them yeah, yeah exactly and, and over time they become part of your extended family kind of yeah thing. yeah so she really uh, you know we really knew them well and it was really special and uh, and a whole reason why it was special was because of privacy because mm-hmm. like you know we're going there not just for sexy time, although maybe uh, for sexy time, but also just to like have time where the kids aren't running around there with their grandparents. I was going to say, just, just sort sleep of like, time sounds pretty just awesome. Sleep yeah. in. I mean, we sleep at like th- this whole thing hinges on sleeping in. Of course, it's like we're going to stay up and party and do stuff on Saturday. We're going to get back from Block Island. We're going to stay at the at the Tower House, and then we're going to sleep in until like noon. You right. know? we're just going to like just catch up on so much sleep. So we were like really excited about that every single year, and it was always great. This year there was no tower house anymore, mm. so we go on Airbnb and we find this this thing that looks sort of promising. There's not many options left by this point. You yeah, know, we're kind of running out of things to stay in, and it looks like okay, you know. And and so we booked this <laughs> this thing. I'm not going to say what it is in case people want to, you know. We we left kind of a negative review. You'll see why in a second. Yeah. Um, oh boy. And we show up, and and the woman is like, is like, yeah, if you could check in a little bit, like before you say you're going to check in, that'd be great because I'd like to go to bed. It was like, it was right, right off the bat, I was like, oh, this is going to be a bad experience. <laughs> and, and it was one night that you stayed. It was just one okay, night. Yeah. So at least there's that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And there would have been one night no matter what. Yeah. Right. So we get to this house, and I'm like, where, where are we? staying and she she sends us a message that's like there's a lot of work being done in the yard so and for, for one thing we booked this place because the yard was full of hydrangeas yeah. and it was like you're supposed to be hanging out in the yard there's like a gazebo uh, and, it, and it was not there so not she's like walk through the mud pit and then you'll find your door <laughs> <laughs> walk through the mud pit yeah she's like there's been a channel in the backyard from there installing a patio or some shit oh so man. we like so we walk through this fucking mud pit after this beautiful day on block island and we get to the You're back, in like a full like tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, full tux a dress, and a train. Yeah, yeah it's very Going romantic. Through a mud very pit. romantic. Uh-huh. And we get there and she's like, oh, this isn't your door. And we're like, what? This is like our first interaction with this woman. She's like, honestly, uh, you can come in this way, but just, you know, like your door is actually down the mud pit a little ways. So we walk in and she's like, this <laughs> is your bathroom. It's actually the bottom of the mud pit. <laughs> yeah, you have to sink through the quicksand. <laughs> she's like, this is your bathroom. And I'm like, looking at this bathroom and I'm like, where the fuck is our bed? And she's like, the bed is down here. And she points through her whole house, her no. living room, her her like sleeping quarters. No, actually not her sleeping quarters. They were up inside. <laughs> to her sunroom. We were staying in her sunroom. <laughs> what? So we're looking so at each other So it was just in like, her house. What? It wasn't even separated from anything. Oh, no. It was in her house. And it was... <laughs> so we walk into the sunroom. <laughs> and it is glass. Three sides of it oh are just, we're just exposed in the middle of her yard, looking at neighbors, looking at us through this fucking glass canopy oh of the sunroom. Oh my God, you must have been horrified. We were like, what are we even doing? And then we like sit down and we're whispering because she's right on the other side of the store <laughs> because she's watching Netflix and laughing at the top of her lungs. What was she watching? Oh, some British baking thing. I don't know. It, it wasn't a British baking show. Okay. It was like a comedy, but it was like yeah. a British thing. It's that's all like, I can just hear accents. I was like, oh, that's what she's watching. <laughs> so... And I'm, I'm looking, so the, the the only privacy you get is the fact that there's a fireplace blocking the sunroom from the main house. Mm-hmm. And other than that, there are two glass doors on, other, on either side of it with like a ribbon of fabric covering it. But I can see her fucking sitting there watching Netflix. And we're laying in bed three feet away from her. 
whispering because there's a gap between the bottom of the door and the top of the floor and, and we're like what do we do and i was like i don't know i have to take a shit and i, I don't want to walk through this weird woman's netflix session and it was just her bathroom yeah and it was just her bathroom on the other side of the house oh my god like God. you know we were like oh we can shower together be really romantic i'm like oh, how are we gonna do this there's this random old woman sitting right outside our door watching netflix and laughing and we have to go all the way past so anyway so we she actually to was to just bed. watching you at some point, well, we right? We kept saying like, "What just, if, what if we just notice like eyes in the, the window?" Chair. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Micah was like, she was like, you know, there were two cars in the driveway, and there's clearly not another person here, right? And I'm like, what? And I look out and, and thinking, you know, there's going to be maybe she has like a van or something in a sedan. There were two identical Lexus sedan, Lexi sedans. <laughs> right next to each other and we're like where's the other person who owns the other lexus we're like she's fucking killed these other people oh man and now we're next so anyway so this is all going this is really, all just her plan this is all to going accumulate lexus terribly yeah she just loves lexus so <laughs> we, so next morning this is sunday morning at 7 a.m this is what we hear and, and those of you uh listening to this won't have the benefit of the video that john will be able to see this this is what we wake up hearing oh my god What am I there looking at? There was a at? fucking, that's the window. There was a construction crew doing <laughs> doing trench work <laughs> and power washing on all around at the what three time in the sides at 7 a.m. on Sunday, all around the fucking glass canopy. And so I wake up and there are men screaming in Spanish at each other because they're yelling over the sound of the power washing at each other oh on opposite God. sides of the sunroom and looking through our sunroom at the people on the other side and we're like sitting in bed like I'm like what the fuck I can't even get up out of the bed because like they're gonna see I'm like naked you know like I'm laying down um, and it was it was the most awkward moment of my life and, and Mike is like I think they're right outside and I look up and there's just a dude's face just waving just like yeah like hi uh, so it was so we, horrible. We'd like to, this is a good moment for us to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, where the fun happens. Uh, <laughs> That's unbelievable for your anniversary. And so we're like, we have to like leave this place. But we still I can't even oh, go to the man. shower because like, you know, she's sitting That's there rough. with a dog. Like, and she's already mad and, at and us at for the, some reason for getting there late. At the point that you got there, there was nothing, no turning back at that point because it was already at night, right? Yeah, it was already at nighttime. We needed to sleep. You know, we we already paid for it. Right. Uh, it was it was a horrible Airbnb experience. Oh man! But it's okay. Now we have a funny story about it. You do have a funny story. Yeah. I'm glad you can look at it that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Because you got to keep the stories coming from the show. <laughs> we do. So, we do. We do. Um, at the end of the day, anything that gives you ammunition for the show, it's it's all in the service of the greater good. Yeah. Our audience needs to hear these. Yeah. Exactly. Good. I'm, I'm, I hope Micah feels that way. She yes. does not. <laughs> <laughs> Just one. Hack. So. Oh man. Screen time. Um. Screen Should time. We get to it? That's our episode. Yeah. We uh we put out a vote or a poll I guess on Facebook for for episode this week and uh, seems like there was a, there's some appetite for this topic so we're excited to dig into it I think which I'm surprised about I am too yeah it was you know I was th- not was, expecting that it was interesting so we put out the two topics um, for the poll were screen time and then the others was uh, judging other parents I don't know if I should look too much into this but really interesting um, sociology study here the three of the people who voted. Um, so it was three versus like six, I think. Mm-hmm. And the three people who voted for judging. 300 versus 600. Oh, yes, John. exactly. That's what I meant. Um, so the 300 who voted for <laughs> judging were all men. And the 600 who voted for screen time were all women. Wow. Interesting. Right? Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Because because I feel like, I feel like in this, this is a, a in, you know, not necessarily an official observation, but I feel like there's a lot of judging between moms that happens. Yeah. Yeah. That I've witnessed and that I've heard about. Definitely. So maybe it's because it's painful or something, or I don't know. Too close to home? Maybe. I don't know. 
I don't hey, know what's I going on there. I was all geared up to talk about judging, and then, right? and then I'm like, oh, oh we'll we still talk about it. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, still, we'll, we'll still, still judge each other. Yeah, exactly. In the context of this episode. Um, but for this episode, yeah, screen time, I thought it'd be an interesting one. And also, there was a great uh, on point. Uh, we can link to it in this uh, show notes for on this topic because someone just wrote a book about it. Um, Angela Lansbury. It was Angela Lansbury. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, she, yeah, she's very, very prolific. Prolific. Yeah. prolific, yeah. So she wrote a book about this recently, and they talked about it at On Point. Um, fairly recently, so it's a great episode. I would definitely encourage you to listen to that. Maybe you should just stop listening to this and listen to that. <laughs> yeah, instead. at this point, unless, Even, unless you want more Airbnb <clears throat> stories. Yeah, exactly, about. exactly. Um, and yeah, so I don't know about you, but this was like on my radar pretty early on um, because you know this is the time we're living in, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we, we know we're already obsessed with screens. Oh yeah. Um, and so bringing in a new child and you know dealing with this now, and we know that there's like recommendations from the American Academy of Pediatrics on it, and. Um, certainly there's a lot of, uh, well, you, there's a lot you can read about this and a lot of, uh, talk about judging. Yeah. There's a lot of um, opinions out there that exactly. are pretty widely shared. I, this is probably of everything, the thing that I've had most actual arguments about. It's this mm. and spanking. Arguments with if, who? Because if, if, if somebody, if somebody tries to come out in favor of spanking, yeah. with, I'm like, I'm like, okay, we're going to engage on this because I really disagree with you very fervently in this. With screen time, I didn't even think that was a thing. I, I really truly didn't until having kids. I, yeah. I never had her. I, I never even heard the term that I could, you know, recognize. Yeah. That's I just hadn't even thought of it before. It's yeah. like it's yeah, like yeah. yeah, you just like you know use common sense. You don't like watch forty five hours of television, <laughs> you know. Um, and everybody was like screen time, screen time, screen time. Screen. It's such and a everybody had these like very parenting. intense protocols where like our children get no screen time. Uh-huh, like you know, uh-huh. like they have to earn their screen time for two weeks, and then they get a half hour of Daniel Tiger or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's like militant, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I don't blame them because the American Academy of Pediatrics, of course, says that. Uh, Children and teens should have no more than one to two hours of screen time per day, with children under two having no screen time mm-hmm. at all. And those came out decades ago. So it's, and it's still the same. It, well, it, it actually, there was an update just in um, 2016 oh. um, that I only just learned about today because I, you know, uh, I we do our research like cramming. minutes before the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it looks like they did update it in 2016 because I remember when I, you know, Grace was born in uh, 2015. And, and so... I remember reading that about, you know, two years and younger, no screen time. Um, and that's, you know, that's kind of what we aimed for mm-hmm. with Grace for the most. I mean, not n- not to an extreme way necessarily, but we've managed it pretty well. Um, and now they're actually saying that uh, between up till 18 months, they're suggesting none. And then um, 18 to two, they suggest, you know, introducing only to like what, what they call high quality programming. <laughs> and they specifically mentioned Sesame street and PBS. So I don't know right. if there's like a, you know, they're getting kickbacks or something. Big public broadcasting. Um, there yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then after that, I think it's like one hour, uh, you know, limited to one hour or more, something like that. Anyway, you go look it up because this isn't the show you should be listening to. For I'm AAP sure Angela Lansbury has written about this. Um, at some she point. definitely has, yeah. yeah. And so there's so much about it. But anyway, I'm curious about your experience with this too, because you know, you also like many of the topics we talk about. Um, you're a little bit ahead of me in terms of um, parenting generally, right, Patrick? No. <laughs> <laughs> just just in terms of having not Jude. judging, but yeah, uh, right, exactly. Having well, no, Jude, who's almost five now. Yeah, right. He's, yeah. he's God. That's crazy when you say it out loud yeah, like that. It's, I know. That's nuts. He's almost um, five. He's almost five. <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, yeah, that's crazy to, to think that. Uh, yeah. And it's also something that we've had a very evolving relationship with. And I would say just kind of along the lines of the Irrational Fear episode that we just put out, yeah. that we were initially much more worried about this than mm-hmm. we are now. Yeah. And we realized, uh, well, 
so here's the thing. I, I think that it's a, a little ridiculous to be basing these decisions off of data from studies that were from a very, very, <laughs> very long time ago in very yeah. different conditions. And as this great article in 538 points out, which I will link to in the show notes, um, these studies are flawed because they're they're like, for example, if in households where the TV is on more, mm-hmm. it's often the case that it's also just a generally unhealthy household because they're not getting very much physical activity because the TV right, is on all right. the time. Um, and also, it tends to be lower income and also less educated because mm-hmm. the parents are working multiple jobs to try to keep afloat. And, you know, and there are all these other factors that go into it. And so you see these studies that link it to obesity and link it to short attention spans mm. or poor educational abilities or things like that. And there, there's certainly some veracity to that. Yeah. But I think in general, we are blanketing all of these different things into into like, oh, it's all television's fault. When in reality, A, screen time is a lot more than television, which we we'll oh, talk yeah. about. Yeah. But B... Uh, there's so many more factors at play here, and y- you know what's best for your family and for your kids and for your situation. Yeah. So in this 538 article, um, which is by uh, – well, it's by Emily Oscar, but we'll go ahead and say it was Angela Lansbury. Yeah. She makes a lot of great points. She's like, if it, there are there are a finite amount of hours in a day, right? Mm-hmm. There's 24 hours in a day. I think so, yeah. It's something like that. I was, let's say 24, 24 or 5. Know. Somebody yeah. will write Ish. in. Uh-huh. Um, and – if you get rid of one hour of television per day, if you replace that with something that's very genuinely educational and wholesome and great, then that's good for you. That's I feel like that's true of most time. things. If you replace any hour of any day exactly. with something that's educational and quality, then right. you're probably going to upgrade If you get rid of time. one hour of television yeah. with like, you know, you're building towers out of paper towels and, you know, marketing down how high, marking down how high they get or something, <laughs> that's that's good. Then, then do that. Yeah. But the reality is, is most people <clears throat> don't have many hours like that in the day and maybe you can do something enriching but then also like you need to make dinner yeah you need to clean yeah. the fucking house up yeah you know sometimes it's okay to have a tv on mm-hmm. and and you know i mean henry is below two and he watches tv every day just not tons of it yeah yeah um in my personal opinion before i switch it back to you <laughs> is that it's it's like anything it's like you, you do it intentfully and in moderation and you don't just necessarily sit like there there are youtube channels that are just have you seen the surprise eggs no fucking video. Oh my god! Don't type surprise eggs into YouTube because it's won't like do this it. black hole for kids. Oh no! Where it's just like There's videos of black holes of people... for kids on YouTube. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's just people opening eggs. It's like a close up of hands, and they're opening like Easter eggs and uh-huh. pulling toys out. And that that is incredibly inane and stupid and and addictive. You know, Jude has been shown that by other people a couple of times, which is fine. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but whenever he wants to watch it, I'm like, what? Like, what are you getting out of that show? You right. Know? So right, instead, right. we'll watch like a documentary for kids about nature. Yeah. Or we'll watch something really interesting, like a PBS. Like, there's a lot of great stuff on PBS. There like is. The, yeah. The Wild Kratts are a really good thing. Mm. Um, you know, and, and finding ways where we're not just plopping a kid down in front of the television and then leaving, but yeah. being like, all right, here's 45 minutes of, like, structured time, then we're going to talk about it and use it as a productive jumping board for other conversations. Right. Just like the Why episode. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, watch something that makes them think outside of just the just the sensory experience of looking at images moving. Exactly. And then engage on it and make it part of, like, an active process. Yeah. What about you? No, I think so much of what you said is true in that, uh, well, first of all, it's like so much of what we talk about, it's um, you can read up on, you know, the latest research and, and uh, the recommendations out there, but at the end of the day, you got to do what's right for your family. Yeah. And each kid is different in terms of the kinds of stimulation that they respond to and, you know, whether or not they get overstimulated and all of that. So I do feel like whatever, anything we talk about here has to be taken with that you know, context, mm-hmm. like it, it really matters. And then the other piece you hit on that I think is really important um, is the distinction in screen time, the types of screen time, but also what you're doing there and how engaged the kid is and whether it is a more sort of passive experience <clears throat> or an interactive 
experience. So one of the things I was struck by with the On Point episode that I listened to and um, you know, this author who wrote the book, who isn't Angela Lansbury, but uh, we'll, say, we'll include her in we'll the notes. Yeah. So she talked about how, um, uh, amazingly, the research that has been done, the public research that has been done around this, um, the last actual research done on it was from like 1980s, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was, of course, related to TV in particular, mm-hmm. right? It may, may have been the 90s, but it was a ridiculously long time ago. Um, and so there really isn't a lot of like excellent research on it in terms of- right screen time as we know it now, which has predominantly become phones, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we, oftentimes, what we talk about with screen time. So it's worth calling out the distinctions there. And then also, of course, the actual programming, like what kids are watching. Mm -hmm. All of that said, um, our experience with Grace in particular, who is now, you know, almost three, um, for those first couple of years, we felt like the actual stimulation of the thing, like of the actual, you know, a light emitting stimulation um, we just wanted to avoid it just to mm. like, just to make it so that, um, that was something that was a bit more gradual and, uh, I don't know, just came with time. That was just something we felt it was important that she experienced the tangible world and, and, you know, played with blocks and puzzles and real like things yeah. as the sort of default. Um, and that the screens, like there may have been a limited place for them, but like ultimately it wasn't really, you know, we tried to really cut down our own consumption of media mm-hmm. Um, so that it wasn't just like a thing that was on, you know, we just felt like seeing how she reacted when she did see a screen and how she was like sort of glued to it, you know, and watching that face. Yeah. It's like a mosquito at a fucking light, you know, it is. And if you see that reaction, then cut down on screen time. Right. That's the whole thing to me is it's like, like, there there, there are times when Jude is like, well, I don't want, I want to watch TV. Like, what am I going to do now? Yeah. And I'm like, well, then you're not going to watch TV for weeks now because we're going to figure out (laughs) how to fix that. And you do. Yeah. 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 Totally. I mean, that said, you know, Grace, again, she's almost three now and there's definitely times where. Um, you know, we'll put on a Sesame Street or something and she does kind of like zone out and finding that, um, distinction between like kind of, um, vegging out on TV Mm -hmm. as opposed to like engaging with it mentally. It's hard, you know, I mean, it's definitely what they recommended and, um, you know, what they talked about in this episode that I read and also that AAP recommends is that you make it a more interactive thing where you're watching it with them exactly, and helping them understand what they're watching. So like you might say, you know, Oh, what is Elmo doing now? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and I, I really appreciate that because I think it can help them um, actually consume or uh, interpret what they're seeing because yeah. it is so stimulating, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Um, but at the same time, who has time to do that in every incident, in every case? You know right. what I mean? Right. Because like you said, there are times where you just have to get something done. Uh-huh. And, you know, if but she those watches a half hour so, of Sesame Street. <laughs> it's like a half hour, right? 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah. And, But in general, I would say there's almost no time in a given week where our kids are watching television or playing with a phone without us also engaging in it with them. Yeah, right? yeah. And what's great, it's a byproduct of that, other than the fact that you're sharing the experience and you can talk about it, mm-hmm. is that you tend to seek out higher quality programming because you're an adult <laughs> because with you want discerning to. taste. It's and so you realize true. that all these things are made by adults. Like, there's not three-year-olds making shows for three-year-olds, yeah, right? They're yeah. made by adults. And you can judge the merits of them you could be like this looks like shit like this is this is giving you a bad um life lesson or like this is not intellectually interesting for me at all so Mm -hmm. it's probably not for you too you know right so you find things that like are really um interesting and that that like hold your attention in a really intentful way yeah 
that somebody put a lot of love into and a lot of thought into, and you can trust that programming to help to guide you along. I think PBS does a lot of. Stuff I think like that's that. true. Yeah, because what really bothers me is the stuff that is gratuitously like frenetic, like all over right. the map, like right. ah, you know. Right. Because I do think that that they can only take in so much, and like you know, you can just imagine what that's doing in their brains. Yeah. Um. Again, that's my take, and it's watching Grace and the way that she interacts, and like you know, as a baby, even. You know, she would get more overstimulated if we were in like a really loud setting mm-hmm. or um, something like that. So, I, you know, you try to be in tune with your kid and um, and there's a whole range there. Like some, I imagine, thrive on more of that interaction. Yeah. So, it, you know, you got to find the right balance. But I do agree with you that there's like such a um, variety of quality stuff, you know. And there's some stuff where it is just more like the cookie cutter, like they know it's going to get you to watch. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a lot of lights and stuff happening. And that's not um, evil. And, and I it's worry not going to kill your child. No, but no, just don't just indulge in it like you would in an ice cream sundae. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's been a long week. I think like, so. They want to watch this bombastic cartoon for 20 minutes. Let's put on Cartoon Network. It's yeah. okay. You know? Yeah. But also, I'm not going to do that and then leave and get groceries. Like, we're going to sit there together and enjoy yeah. it and then draw the characters from it or talk about it. You know? I mean, I agree. That, but I'm finding that part of it harder and harder. You know, like, mm. I used to. It used to be the case that I would always sit down and watch the actual Sesame Street with her because that was like the go-to for her. And, you know, she still loves Sesame Street. Um, and I always felt better about that, you know, even though it's now owned by HBO and not um, PBS technically. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's still great. I mean, they do a good job with it. And well, the actually, production value went like through the roof. It's really good. And also, I didn't realize this, but Sesame Street used to be an hour. Um, yeah, it right, seemed. right. So, so the latest ones, you know, the last few years have only been a half hour, which right. is perfect because I feel like an hour is just like an hour is a very long. It's time a long to watch time for kids to be sitting down. Watching yeah, something. and that's something else too. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like pay attention to the way that your child is responding to being stuck down watching something. Yeah, and if like they're getting hyper and they're getting crazy, be like, all right, that's enough. You know, and they'll right. scream, and, and then you'll be like, well, here's a great idea. Let's go outside and play. You know, tag or play with. Something. Right, and, then right. and then they're over it in a second. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. But yeah. you just have to like keep tabs on what they're doing, and if they're and if they're obviously not paying attention to it and they're obviously just getting overstimulated and bored and crazy <laughs> then just change the channel and do something else you know yeah i think that's smart but you know what i was saying there in terms of the engagement part because i do agree that that's an important element where, yeah. where you're helping ground the kid and i even heard this advice about um a mom blogger i believe who wrote about how she felt like it was really important to actually um be in physical contact with her child because mm. she could see that um, kids often like get so absorbed in it that they yes. almost like escape themselves and they're yeah. like, you know, they just like, they can't even focus on anything else if you ask them for something or, it's super, or I've interact seen that with them. It's super weird. Yeah, yeah. And so she recommended actually like being in physical contact with your kid mm-hmm. while you're watching the thing, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. But anyway, where I'm going with this is that, you know, as now we have two kids, we got shit to do around the house. And there are definitely times where I will, like, she wants to watch Sesame Street. I'll play it for a half hour. And I will just, you know, work on a project or something. And I'm like, you know, I'm around the room, but I'm not like engaging it fully with her. Um, and it's the reality. And I, you know, I feel okay with it because it's like such a little amount of time that, you know, currently at least I'm sure it's going to grow. But her TV time now is like, you know, maybe a couple hours a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's just where she's at now. And she's been okay with that, which that's is what great. I meant that's by really the good. gradual yeah. thing, because I know it's going to get more. Um, and I fully expect with other technology as well, like, of course, she's going to be using, you know, a tablet or a phone or whatever. But I just feel like, you know, the more I can sort of expose her to other things first mm-hmm. um, and not have that be like a default, the more yes. she'll just like gradually, you know, it's not a big deal for her as much. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, that's been my experience so far. But um, anyway, I'm rambling a bit. You know, I don't know how you find this balance, though, of like engaging, but also, you know, needing some time to do other stuff and using TV or screen as a way of uh, 
getting other stuff done too. <laughs> well, I think I think Micah. Is, so, so I would say Micah has a different relationship to television than I do because mm-hmm. she she likes to have it on kind of as background noise sometimes, yeah, yeah. just to like. Whereas I can't because I, can't, I can't concentrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would also, also I would, like, I'm like that too. I would find it really hard just yeah, to have I, it like mentally. Yeah, just to get clarity of, in your mind and to like and to be able to like have the freedom to, to right, go do right. other stuff. Where I she, will say music though actually is the thing that I would prefer. That I can't have on all the time. Yeah, but anyway, keep I, going. Well, see, I can't even do that because I pay too much attention to it. Yeah, but but we do listen to music a lot, you know. But right, when, right. when we do, it's like active listening. It's active. You know? Yeah. Um, but when I'm gone, I I, I think that like. She has much more relaxed, you know, approach to like she'll put music on in the background and they can do other stuff. Yeah, or yeah, she'll, yeah. you know, have the TV running while she's doing taxes at night or something like that. <laughs> she's always doing taxes at night. I know. I love how much we've talked about her doing taxes. She's, <laughs> she's always just like, I imagine her with one of those old school calculators, you know, just <laughs> always like crunching visor. numbers. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Advisor, yeah. Um, no, but like, but, but she can do that. I can't do, I can't do that. Yeah. So for me, watching television has always been a very active and, and engaged thing. Yeah. And I, and I, and this is not being judgmental, but for me, I think it's a better idea to have that so that like the kids don't always assume that it's going to just be on yeah. in the background yeah. of any given time. That being said, you know, if, if it is on in the background, you're not paying attention to it, then, you know, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But if, if you're just always watching it and you're not talking or if it's taking the place of enriching things in your life. Right. Then, you know, then switch away from that. But I, but I will say that, um, you know, even though like Micah might have it on in the background, she still does enriching things with the kids. And so they're not getting sucked into it. So of it's course. a different approach, but it yeah, you know, yeah, works yeah. really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but just in, in general, I think just being active, just being an active participant. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and paying attention to when things are running their course and it's time to switch gears and do something else. You know? Right. Because that's the other thing, like, you know, um, we find this with Grace, like she'll be, she'll really want to watch an episode and then it's like right after that, oh, I want to watch another one. Yeah, or right. Want, and it's you like, know what no, I mean? And that'll just keep can't. going. Yeah, exactly. You, you have can't. to draw some lines yeah. or boundaries, period. So we haven't yet got to a stage where we have to employ these uh, more sophisticated methods of like, you know, you get to watch this much TV if you do these chores or like right. there's all different systems out there, right? Right. Um, I heard an interesting one on this podcast around, uh, you know, as kids get older, they'll want to use their phones and tablets and such. And this one dad called into the show and mentioned the idea that he allows them to charge once a week. And that's the way of controlling. Cool. Yeah, isn't that yeah. neat? It's like a built-in mechanism, right? I suppose it changes as devices get better at holding <laughs> a charge. battery life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, I like the idea of it where you give them one charge um, once a week, and then you know they're able to use it, and you know. But yeah, that's still going to be harder and harder. And God, I mean, it maybe veers into a different topic. But imagine once they get plugged into the internet and can just I know. do things that, on their own. That's a whole separate. It, it is, and it's going to be a scary episodes. time. Yeah, that's, Once that's we something... actually get to that point where they're older, <laughs> right? Um, that'll become more relevant, right? Um, yeah, that's a totally. I mean, and, and we're saying this as parents of very young kids. We haven't been to that stage yet, right? When we're at that stage, I think we're going to have to reevaluate, you know, <clears throat> our, our approaches to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I do think it's worth pointing out the differences in types of screens, though. As, I agree. As very yeah. fundamentally different things. So something that Jude and I do quite a lot, and, and Henry and Micah as well, is, mm-hmm. is video games. It's, it's yeah. something that's been a part of my life forever. Mm-hmm. And it's something that for most of my life I did completely alone, other than when my sister would you know join and watch in the room with me. And stuff. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. But growing up, it was really kind of a, an internal thing. Oh, man, I have so many good memories, yeah, with a Nintendo and then Super Nintendo. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, right, and N64. And yeah, Cube yeah, yeah, all the way up. Mm-hmm. So uh, <clears throat> I, I didn't want to lose that part of my life, but I also, like, having seen how wonderful and enriching and interesting the storytelling is and how, like, there are really great games out there, Yeah, I want to really share it with the family. So, like, Jude from age two really has been gaming with me, you know, and not a ton, yeah, but for yeah. a couple of hours a week probably. <laughs> he um, started in age two with Halo. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <right>. Destiny. <laughs> 
Um, and he's really good at it. And, and now we play. So here's the other thing is that just like anything, like if, if I say my son and I play video games together and he's four and a half, mm-hmm. people go, because <gasps> they think I'm talking about like first person shooters and these violent yeah, yeah, yeah. things. Call it's, of it's, Duty. It's, yeah. yeah, right. But that's not what we play. We play right. cooperative problem solving games yeah. together. Uh-huh. We explore dungeons together and find ways out of. And situations. again, it's you're doing it together. And, and we talk the whole way. time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Jude, can you can you put your hands up and then I'll jump on them and then I can hit the button and then we can go through. Yeah. And playing cooperatively like that is amazing because you get to have these adventures with them in the framework where they're uh, training your eye, eye-hand coordination yeah. and storytelling and getting you know the art. And There's they're a lot still getting there. the stimulation from that, but they're they're actively doing it with you. I can't wait to start. Um, and that's something I, I really I have recommend. <laughs> and I, feel, I feel like people shit on that all the time because yeah. it's so easy to shit on. Because it's so easy to demonize these things. Oh, it's, it's so, so easy true. To with say gaming, that television man, will gaming ruin your gets mind such and, a bad rap, right? Gaming will make you like you know kill people. Like it's like instead of demonizing something, understand it and be proactive and use it in ways that are really uh, constructive. You know? Yeah. So for us, like game, like I'm not going to play an inappropriate game when they're watching or right. when we're together. But it's great at night, especially like when Henry goes to bed because Jude stays up a little bit later. Yeah. I'm like, hey, we have 30 minutes. Like, let's play Mario. You know. Oh man. And we do it together, and it's very fun. And then we talk about it as he goes to bed. Um, and it's it's a really wonderful activity. That's so awesome. I, I really urge people to find good cooperative games and to play them with their kids. Yeah. Even I, when they're really young and they don't even know how to. What to well, do so yet. that's the part that I. <laughs> I'm, I um I just had this realization the other day, which is that I'm so excited about introducing so many things to my kids. Um, you know, games is a good example. Yeah. Movies, man. Like I'm always asking, like, can I, you know, can I watch Star Wars with her yet? Um, and there's there's so many other things that it's just like really exciting to. But then I'm like, I I kind of pause and I'm like, you know what? We've got a long time to do this. I, I came mm. up the other day with something else, like the beach. You know, like it's a great summer. We have had a lot of good weather, and I'm like. I know if I go to the beach, while it sounds like a wonderful idea, if I bring Luke, it's just going to be more work than it's worth because he's right. just going to be in the sand eating it. Um, and we experience that with Grace. And, you know, whatever. That's calculation we've made. I know there's, like, good ways of going to the beach and enjoying it. But for me, it just didn't seem worth it. Um, and so when it comes to games, I'm like, I know that it's coming soon and I'm really excited for mm-hmm. it. But I also try to, like, be patient myself because if it's too soon, then it's like... I don't know. I guess I don't know what I'm worried about. I guess it's partially it's the stimulation thing. Mm. Um, and then also, you know, I don't know if she's old enough yet to appreciate it or to be able to, like, interact with it and all that. Right. Um, right. And I'm I'm just kind of loving this phase where, you know, she's just so obsessed with books and puzzles and, like, yeah. real things, you know. Yeah. And so I think part of it is I'm holding off as long as I can. But here's the thing is, that, other is stuff. that Jude is obsessed with all those other things, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, it's not like this has taken the place of anything. And so this goes back to that, that 538 article. Mm-hmm. Is that it's not like it's taking the place of those things. If it did, then we would get rid of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, we still do a lot of other constructive things, but but we'll save 20 minutes a day sometimes right. for playing a game And together. I guess that's the that's the balance part of it. Right. It, and it's also that sense. gaming time is time that would not have been spent watching television because yeah. that's also the time of day when like if you want to watch a show before bed you know you would do it right but instead of that we're doing something active together yeah but we still like like if if i came home every day and we just played video games i would be fucking embarrassed about it for one thing <laughs> eight doritos and eight mountain dew <laughs> yeah, it's just terrible day. right i would not something want that compelling life. about that but yeah I mean, it sounds no. <laughs> nice but but I, I wouldn't want that for myself like, right and of I, don't, course. I don't have the attention span for that i, I have i always want to do five <laughs> other things so it's yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think if you raise kids to know that this is like temporary this is not what we're going to do all the yeah. time but we're getting a treat and we're getting to experience i think it's it. a good point you know what i mean i do and i also am remembering another um a caller on this episode that i'm talking about on point where they talked about, you know, it's this classic concern of like, he, they were like, I'm, you know, I'm really glad I'm not 
being raised in this time, like kids will just never know what it's like not to be plugged in all the time and connected and on screens and all. And I thought she gave such a great response. She being the author of this book, she talked about how that's like, she's just tired of hearing that kind of, because it's the exact same thing that every generation has said about every new technology going all the way back to books even, you know? So imagine us now saying, oh my God, books, like we have to, you know, we have to watch our kids reading books. It's not, it's going to be dangerous to society and their mental health. It's telling them what to imagine. Exactly. And they're not moving while they do it. They can't move. They're going to get fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're going to be sitting there reading words somebody else came up with and putting it in their own head. And And what if those words are bad? (laughs) What if those words make them kill somebody? Like, it's the same fucking thing all the time. It happened with pianos. When consumer pianos came out in the 19th century and they were small enough to buy and to put in households, people stopped going going to concerts as much and it was the same thing they're like oh now music's gonna be watered down because now aunt ethel can play it and she sucks at aunt piano ethel. and so now like my kids gonna hear aunt piano. ethel the, the one-armed piano player yeah. playing this crap and it's the same thing it's always it's always about oh kids these days like these millennial videos that people keep putting out i'm like shut up i know like when I people know. like millennials like don't know anything but how to be on their phone i'm like you don't know what they don't know yeah Right. 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 It's I find it so incredible. But it is. It's the classic thing. It's every generation and it's every technology. And the thing is, with any new technology, you're going to give you know, you're going to get something and you're going to you are going to lose something, you Mm -hmm. know. So like the book thing, um, if that's taken too too far of an extreme, you get someone who isn't maybe experiencing like uh, interacting with other people enough or Or playing out into the world or playing outside. So right. There's a risk with any new technology. Um, and it's about, you know, as a parent, you have to be aware of that. You have to know your kid, what they love to do and, uh, and balance it, you know? And I do think that's what it, at the end of the day, it comes more down to that common sense approach. Yeah. Um, she also referenced, um, she used, a uh, kind of a model that, um, Michael Pollan has used on food, which is just a, he boiled it down to like three things, which is just that, um, Let's see if I can remember it. <laughs> it's uh, something. Like, it's something like you know, don't eat, don't eat too much. Um, no, enjoy food. Enjoy real food is what he says. Mm. Um, mostly vegetables, and I forget what the third one is. <laughs> but it, but pro- she, probably some form of don't eat too many of them. Yeah, something. yeah, something yeah. like. Well, no, I don't think you can eat too many vegetables actually. <laughs> but whatever it is, she adapted it to enjoy screens, not too much, mostly together. And so yeah, that's, that's like and exactly that's like, what I'm saying. Right? I love that. Exactly. Isn't that exactly, great? Exactly. Yeah. So it's like right. enjoy it, you know, right. not too much, right? You have to keep it within balance. And then mostly together. She did yeah. talk very much about like, you know, enjoying it together. And I thought that was such a refreshing thing to hear from a so called expert on this topic who's done, you know, research on it because they're not going away. Um, it's a technology that's here and, you know, it has given a, and taken a lot. Um, I truthfully still do. I, I sometimes think about this, well, even certainly in the case of like Facebook or some uh, sp- specific technology where they even friggin' asked the question on Facebook, you know, do you feel like Facebook has made the world a better place? Or right. They did right. some kind of poll like that. Um, and I actually don't, I don't, at the end of the day, I'm not so sure it will. Or even that technology, some of the stuff we're talking about, like screens, like phones, which we should talk about too, because that's mm-hmm. like a big one. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, I'm not convinced that it's going to make our lives better, but it is here to stay. <laughs> Um, and, and our kids certainly are going to become obsessed with them. You know, they watch us be obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just about figuring out how we want to sort of approach it. And right. I don't know. I'd rather not just put thi- my head in the sand and try to pretend it's not happening. Because that, that has repercussions down the road. It does, yeah. And it's like other things you've talked about on the show. If you if you demonize media consumption yeah, yeah. when kids are very young and you and you harp on that and you say like, oh, don't talk to Timmy. He watches too many cartoons, you know. <laughs> if you do that, then kids grow up with this weird Timmy, don't talk the, to Tune, Timmy, Timmy the Toontacular. Yeah. 
then they grow up with this weird, you know, Warp gremlin sense, on their shoulder yeah. where they're like, oh, like I'm afraid of it. And then they get like, you know, obsessed with it. Oh, yeah. You get they obsessed binge. with things that you don't get uh-huh. yet, right? And like, it's just unhealthy. It's like anything. Yeah. Like, it's like people not being allowed to eat, you know, good food when they're kids. And then all of a sudden as adults, they're wildly overweight and they're eating all this random shit. It's like you just, you set, you set reasonable expectations. Like you just said, these are a part of our lives now. Yeah. Our world is a digital world. That's right. In addition to a physical world. And it may, may well be mostly digital someday. Yeah. <laughs> Coming back to the virtual reality topic yeah. last week. <laughs> I mean, zombies. God only knows where we're going. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, just again, burying your head in the sand and pretending it's not coming or, or like I said, like I do try to limit it. Um, for the first couple of years, we tried, you know, almost exclusively not to, mm-hmm. but I know it's coming and I know I need to, you know, transition her more into that so that she's kind of equipped to handle it. Because I also, it's going to be weird if she all of a sudden goes into school and like, you know, She's never used a phone or, you know, which isn't the case. I mean, she's done this stuff. But but. I don't think you need to necessarily think of it in terms of like, I need to start acclimatizing her to digital technology. I think she'll let let her kind of guide that, you know? Yeah, I think so. I think that's true. I I think mostly, but she also doesn't know what she doesn't know. And so, um, I don't know. I I guess it's okay. I think she'll figure it out. Well, undoubtedly. You're right. She will. Especially when she's like in preschool and other kids are talking about it. Like she'll she'll be curious and ask questions and then you can engage. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think in general, like it's like baby led weaning, you know, like kind of, kind of like let her take <laughs> the reins on. It all comes back to baby led weaning. It all comes back to baby led weaning. I think that's you know? true. Yeah, I mean, certainly with phones, that's where I've been the most extreme and not wanting her to uh, to like she she really doesn't care because I think we've we've really um, been more deliberate about just not giving her our phones. Oh yeah. Um, you know, because I do see how far that can go. Yeah. Um, and you know, we'll get more into this in the judging topic, I guess. But like <laughs> I know, I'm sorry people but material you know, when that. I go out to dinner and I see kids who are just like during a whole meal, you know, I just know. watching a show or whatever, I mean, it's hard. It what's hard about it is that it starts to socialize that as being okay. Yeah. Um, and I, like, again, I don't want to come across as judgy cause I get it, you know, mm-hmm. especially when you're out at a restaurant, you want to just fucking enjoy a meal and you don't um, want to serve everybody else's meal. And exactly, exactly. At the same time, there are other kids there and we start to like normalize this activity of just oh, yeah. like not being present. Yep. And I think that's what it comes down to. So even if it were fucking, you know, a book, maybe I wouldn't feel the same way if it was a book, but I think anything that's like removing um, our kids and each other from that experience of being together and enjoying mm-hmm. something, that's what I worry about. You know what I mean? The depletion of the communal, right? Yeah, exactly. Because just like when we get to our rituals episode, there's a ritualistic aspect to going out and eating dinner together. Right, right? and talking like you, to each other. You pack other. up the car, you go out there, you know you're going to make an investment, so you, it needs to be special, and you're going to order food, and you're going to talk about the food, and you're going to sit there for an hour of time where you can really have undivided attention. Yeah. And you can go home. And it is very hard to do that with young kids. And I think people that don't have kids don't realize that. It's, yeah. Taking kids out to eat is really hard. Oh, even man. when they get it's older. It's so stressful. It's very yeah. stressful. Yeah. Because you have all these other people's experiences riding on you. Yep. There's a certain decorum to going out to eat that kids don't really quite get yet. Especially when you only go to five-star restaurants. Man, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's rough. <laughs> Three-star Michelin guide <laughs> restaurants. It's it's very difficult. It is, and, yeah. Um, and, we, and we have used that as a last resort a couple of yeah. times with the, the, the whipping out the phone thing. I get it. But we try to be very on top of not doing that. Um, it's something that, like, especially I kind of obsess. I really hate when that happens. Yeah. And I hate when I see it, and I hate that the kids pick up on it, and they go, well, he's doing it. Like, why can't I I know. It? It's and, so and hard. And I, I tell them the truth, which which is that, like, you're not doing it because that's not why we're here. Yeah. It, maybe their family's here to do that, but but that's not why we're here, you know? <laughs> so let's yeah. talk about X. Yeah. Um, but there, that being said, there are times when Henry has been teething and completely insufferable and knocking water glasses off the table. Oh, and man. the choice is either one of us leaves with him. Yeah. 
or we just put on you know fucking cartoon for twenty minutes on right. the phone silently. And let him watch it, you know? You don't and just that, blast the has, volume for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hook it up to the stereo system. Oh, man. I've seen that, too, though, man. The volume's well, up. And well, like, that's horrible. Yeah, that's bad yeah, decorum yeah. in any situation, right? Right, right, like right, right. Somebody did it on the train, I would say something. Exactly, which they do, so, yeah. They do. I know. It's crazy. So I, I think with that, like, I don't want to judge people. Because I know, especially, no. there. I know, I know a lot of friends who have that on more than we do mm-hmm. because their kids have serious eating problems. They're extremely picky. They need to be very comfortable to eat. And like for them, they're at a stage where like that's like what their nutritionist has recommended they do. And they're like, yeah. you know, they're doing you it. Do what you got to do. Everybody's I mean, different. That's Everybody's the thing. Different. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, again, for me, it does come back to this more general. Um, I worry a lot about being removed from the physical environment that we're in. And like, uh, so I say this about kids, but I mean, honestly, it's such a pet peeve of mine, even with like people around me like you know my wife <laughs> um she's often you know she gets sucked into facebook or other things mm-hmm. and like i'm trying to have a conversation with her and i notice that she's like not paying attention i've been talking to her for a couple of minutes you know <laughs> which is usually the case right why would anyone want to listen <laughs> right, to me right. um which is why i wanted to do a podcast um so somebody <laughs> would listen um but no anyway it's such a pet peeve of mine when you're like trying to have a conversation with somebody and they're like they're clearly you know just not listening know. and i've done this too so again yeah, like I i'm i don't i'm not coming across as judgy it's just I, I'm just worried about us as a society where we can't access each other physically as much. And it's because there's so many things begging us to pay attention. I know, to, right? and that's the danger. We gotta like I that. Mean, screen I do time. Feel... We talk about screen time with our kids, but we we should talk about it with ourselves. That's too, what, this, exactly like I, everything I comes back that, to the way that we model. Exactly, yeah. and the thing that Micah and I most frequently have argue, you know disagreements about is is when we're not paying attention to each other because yeah. we're doing something on our phone. Because yeah. I'm getting a text message and I respond to it. I'm like, why the fuck am I responding? Like we were watching something together, right. you know, on another screen, right? You know, or like we were talking about something. It's just the, it's the boundaries piece because we're all we're all plugged in and want to like connect to whatever we need to connect to. But yeah. I will um, say what's helped with this, and I think you and I have talked about this, is, yeah. is do not disturb mode. Yeah, because I put yeah. that on every single night from six to nine. Nice. Basically, I just mm-hmm. do not. Well, six to eight thirty. Um, and I don't look. I don't check. I have it so that um, people on my favorites list can get it. So my family and Micah basically yeah. can reach me if they need to. That's so those smart. calls will come through. But other than that, I just do not look at it because otherwise the kids see us doing that. And then what kind of well, message does that thing. send them? Yeah. Like you care more about this little black glass thing than you care about I had this me, great moment you know? where when we were potty training, I don't remember if I already told the story. I may have. But when we were potty training early on with Grace, um, she, you know, she was on the potty and uh, uh, trying to pee and I was on my phone for a little while and she came out and I was still looking at my phone and like not really fully paying attention to her. And she just goes, Daddy, I just peed on the potty. And she like <laughs> said it a couple of times and she saw that I wasn't listening and she just slapped me across the face <laughs> as I was looking on my phone. And then I was like, oh, you know, of course, you know, and then I was like, oh, you peed on the potty. And I was yeah. excited. And it was such a good reminder. Like, it was a physical reminder, right. you know, sl- which it's I deserve. Yeah. I mean, I deserve well, it. Because it feels horrible, doesn't it? Right. When that, when yeah. that like, like when, because, because even though I have do not disturb mode on, there are times when Jude, for example, is taking a shit. Yeah. And I'm like <laughs> sitting there with him, sitting on the <laughs> bathtub. Oh, so long sometimes and I'm just like man. you know what like I'm gonna go check my emails yeah. for a second yeah, yeah, and yeah. then like he talks to me and I don't hear him and then he says it again and I'm like oh my god how how horrible is that right how, I know. Like, how disrespectful it's was that it's so me to do that? difficult though we get so I mean we talked about addiction in the last episode but there I mean it, it becomes addictive the oh, notifications hugely. and so hugely. I've just turned off Keeping Facebook notifications things. altogether I don't even get them I think I have to do that so I just yeah. when I open Facebook I can see that I have however many but I just don't get them pushed to me anymore mm-hmm. and I love that I also along the lines of the do not disturb I decided to stop sleeping with my phone right next to me hmm. um, and yeah. so I just I have a smart watch so I have that next to me in case like someone calls and I really need to get it yeah but otherwise um it's just you know it's far i can't even reach my phone anymore when i'm in bed so, nice. which i love you yeah, know because that's, that's really also ties idea. into sleeping and apparently mm-hmm. looking at screens before you go the to blue bed light. yeah exactly yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, it's for ourselves too. It's like setting boundaries and being more intentional about how we're using it because the other thing that I hate for in myself is that when I just get into that, I go onto my phone because I had something in mind to do. You know, I wanted to check my bank account or mm-hmm. something. Um, and, and all of a sudden I find myself on Facebook endlessly scrolling and I'm like, why did I start using my phone? Well, I knew I wanted to do something Reading about particular. like Meso-American currency on Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what am I? Like, what am I Well, doing? that's you maybe. Yeah. I'm just going mindful, mindlessly through memes on Facebook. I just Facebook. dropped on holes all the time. Oh man. And it's terrible. Yeah. And, and the best thing we can do is to model not doing that. Right. To, to, to make it very clear, just like you were saying, that there are boundaries that you can put up, that you can choose to put up. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean you're depriving yourself of something. It means you're allowing other things to happen in your life. That's so right. So, for example, when, when – like, so, so we will occasionally watch TV while we eat dinner, which mm-hmm. is something that I used to absolutely judge people on all the time. <laughs> and I would hate when I would go to somebody's house and there would just be the news playing in the background. Right. But we, what I realized was that, like, dinner can be a nice time to share an experience together. If, yeah. if, so, like, we'll make the food, you know, and then we'll walk into the living room and we'll put on a movie and we'll watch a movie together while we eat, you know? Mm-hmm. And we're all sitting, you know, we're all, like, snuggling on the couch. And it's like a, it's a family thing. It's a thing right. that we're doing together, right. right? exactly. And I think it's okay to do that a couple times a week, to, like, to, to, to like do something where you're not just talking. You're also enjoying something else together. Yeah. But if if there came a time where we ate dinner at the table and Jude and Henry threw a fit about it, because they wanted to watch TV, then we wouldn't fucking touch the TV for a long time after that. And we've done that before. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And the important thing to me with the boundary setting is that I don't, I really, I really try hard to treat it like it's not a bad thing mm-hmm. to be like, well, now you don't get any television because you threw a fit. Right. So now what are right. you going to do, huh? Yeah, and then yeah, just sit yeah. there and silently then it makes them the want fork it more. scrape on the plates. You know, it's like, <laughs> isn't this better than television? <laughs> Value me. You know, I'm not going to do uh, that. That's right? not going to work. Yeah. So instead, I'm like, I rack my brain and I'm like, all right, they're throwing a fit, they're throwing a fit, they're throwing a fit. Don't get angry about it. They're overstimulated. It makes sense. That's what they want. Yeah. If I had my druthers right now, I probably would do that too because I'm fucking tired. Right. But I'm a dad. I'm like a present member of this family. And then I'm like, oh, let's, you know, and then we'll tell a story together or something or we'll like try to like do a game, like a word game. Yeah. Or like we'll do like a free association thing. And and you try to like just give something else to kind of like turn the tide so that there is stimulation. I think that's a smart approach. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, yeah, there are are fun things about eating dinner and not having stuff on in the background. Right. Yeah. So I think just to close that out, for me, it's about being very intentful with the boundaries that you set and, and making it clear that you're setting those boundaries not as a punishment, mm-hmm. but because you have control over your life and you can exercise that in a really positive way. Yeah. So that way when you come back to the thing that you're semi-addicted to with the screens, <laughs> you're not going back to it because you've been jonesing for it. You're going back to it because you feel like, all right, now I'm ready to go watch TV or play a game or do something else. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think that all sounds perfect. I, I think it's so hard to stay in that mindset. I find it with myself where you just you do get sucked into it. Yeah. Um, and that line starts to blur of like, okay, I'm letting her watch Sesame Street. You know, I'm participating sort of. I'm also half doing something else. Um, and, you know, we're, I mean, none of us are going to get it right exactly. Right. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> we just got to keep and, working and on o- it. And it's okay to do that as long as it doesn't yeah. go all night, you know? Exactly. As long as you're like, you know what? I need, I do have a work email that I promised I would respond to. I don't usually work after I get home, but like this is important. It's a different time zone. So I'm going to work for a half hour <laughs> and they're going to watch something. Yeah. And it's not going to fucking kill anybody. And I will be a much more present dad when I'm done because I won't be thinking about it. Right. But it, the whole point is that it was intentful in the first place. Yeah. I think that makes sense. But the phones, yeah. I, I, I don't have any idea how we're going to handle that when it, when it comes to like... <laughs> Actual telecommunication stuff. But, you know, like the, the kids never when use When do kids never get, them, de- get their own oh, now? God, a whole it must be so young. I don't even know. Yeah, Mike and I talk about this a lot. Yeah. Um, I have no clue. 
Because <laughs> they make kid phones now too, I right? Know. Kid phones, and they make kid Amazon tablets. Echoes for kids and things. Mm-hmm, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I said, like the Echo is a great device for them. It's actually so. Here's something cool in closing. Yeah. I know we're getting, we're running out of time, but something that's great about the Echo is that there are games you can play on yes, it now. Yes, there that are. are there are so many. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Have you done a lot of those? Uh, wait, not a lot of them, but I've done They're some. They're very of them. fun. Like there's choose your own adventure kind of stuff yeah, too. Exactly. With like some yeah. of the stories. Like the yeah. magic door. Exactly. Like the magic door. Yeah. That's just, a great. Just one. ask yeah. Alexa to open the magic door. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like on an adventure again. Yeah. And that has been very fun to me. Yeah. Especially it's so cute. Like like we'll lay down on the floor. Like all four of us will just like lay down and like we'll all close our like this the the deal is like we're gonna play it oh I love and like, it Jude's gonna lead the way this time so we're all gonna close our eyes and that's we imagine so cool. it and sometimes I'll like peek like I'll look around and like everybody's eyes are really closed oh, even Henry and he's like really so like, cute. He's, like listening to it and I'm like oh man like that is a very nice technology that 50 years ago somebody would have been like oh like that's yeah. gonna be the, the demon of civilization <laughs> well they said that about radio for sure you they know? did so and I mean they said it about television there's the something interesting there too about um. There have there being you know technologies that aren't just screens as well or, or just visual I guess is right. what I'm getting at right because exp- that's a new territory for us again or uh, there's been new life you know breathed into um, audio now with Alexa and podcasts mm-hmm. and so much else audio books are a blowing rich, up yeah exactly and I feel like. Um, there is something that's like just innately less stimulating about some of that stuff. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that because it's like well, it we're all stimulated to, in different ways. It forces you to visualize internally. Like, do you guys yeah. do you listen to Story Pirates? There's no plug. So Story Pirates is that is also an Alexa or? Uh, no, it's well, it's a pod. We, we get it it's through a podcast. a podcast, but it's oh more, yes, it's more I've seen that. like a yeah, I've seen it, but I haven't watched it. They yeah. do like I think they do live shows as well, but uh-huh. the podcast is great, and it's like a totally they they make they make like dramatizations of stories that kids submit. Yeah, so they're kind of like ridiculous and crazy. That's cool, and then they get really good actors to come out and to do these like reenactments with sound design and music and you get to hear these like wonderfully imaginative stories so sometimes we'll get in the car and like instead of putting music in we'll put on you know story pirates and we'll like listen to these stories together and that's talk cool about them. yeah but again it's about being intentful you know intentful. If all we did was listen to story pirates and that would be a fucking horrible way to live but it's like <laughs> oh like let's listen to story pirates and, and discuss it and enjoy it yeah yeah it's all, all about, right it's all about that it's all about the balance. The it's all intent, about the Benjamins, baby. The modeling, the control. <laughs> <laughs> the same themes that go through every single episode. We, we have no control, but we try no. to get it, and that's we try that's to the battle. as best we can. But at the end of the day, we don't have control over it. That's we don't true. even have control of ourselves. At the end of the day, we're going <laughs> to die and, and decompose. And uh, but this podcast might just live on. Well, and you know what? Here's what I think of too. So at the end of the day, reflecting back on it, how many of your memories really will be about like what you saw on a screen? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, well, you, you and I are both movie there's people. A, it's true that's in that sense. Thing, you're right. right. I guess I was thinking. I, mean, phone, I would say I was thinking great, phone screen in particular, but you're right. But one of the great screen experiences of my entire life was just as we talked about a few weeks ago at the drive-in theater. Yeah, and that was an amazing shared experience because it was communal. Yeah, and we were watching something on a screen, but we were watching it together in a very interactive environment. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll never forget that. You know, I'll never forget the first time I saw the movies that I love. You know? Yeah, totally. Um, but but will I forget like the last time I played you know Hungry Shark Evolution on my phone? Yeah, I'm 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 not gonna anything that, that ever happened on Facebook. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Right, like exactly, I don't know. I right. just think about all the time now. If you look at the studies now, it's like you know screen time. So much more of it is phones now. Mm-hmm. And if you look at just how you're spending the time in your life, um, and how much of it at the end of your life will probably have been just looking at a screen on your phone. Crazy. I don't know. I just there's so little value in the big picture. Um, 
I don't know. There's a lot there, and we could go on forever. But it's also not the end point. I mean, the the interactions that we have on the digital world lead to real things. Well, hey, they're making this possible right now. Yeah, like this is literally (laughs) that. But also, like you meet friend, like some of my best friends currently, I know only through the internet for my other podcasts. And it is an amazing thing. And we and we talk every day, and it's a real and the support groups that are out there now. I mean, it's just opened up the world in so many ways. Which is why I I think Facebook is making the world a better place. I think we have to be responsible with how we use it. Mm -hmm. But I think at the end of the day, we are more connected than we've ever been and connection and transparency are always good things and in, in the case of something like Facebook with data breaches and things like yeah. that and cyber, and cyber attacks like that is an, that is an absence of transparency yep. and because we're so connected and so aware we've risen up and demanded better standards for that yeah. and we will get them it's an optimistic view I don't right? think I agree Cause we're, cause we're <laughs> but we're all listening <laughs> I mean, and talking I agree you know? yeah what I agree I agree that every technology again giveth and taketh away and uh, I don't know Facebook I for me it's still feeling like overall net negative but I, I see a lot of value in it still, too. So Yeah, and the possibilities of it. The possibilities, I, I will say yes. that I use Facebook about a tenth of what I used it three or four years ago. Yeah. I'm just, I well, nowadays, apparently, kids don't even use it, right? Young. That's true. Yeah, yeah, they use whatever weird fucking so thing. So we'll have to use. come back to this topic of connection, too. I think that's another yeah. one, you know, yeah. just in terms of how we're all connected in the world nowadays. That's totally. how we used to be. Totally. But uh, all right. at the end of the day, if you get if you get a sunroom on Airbnb... <laughs> And you're looking for a romantic evening? Fucking don't book that thing. Don't book it. Don't book it. Holy shit. Yeah. All right. Talk to you next week. Keep winging it, winglets. Bye.